All right, everyone, we are live again here at the United Bowhunters of Missouri uh, Festival 2024, and uh, we have a special appearance today. I've been trying for a year uh, to get uh, the bear man of uh, the UBM himself, Mr. Larry Hesterly, has agreed to uh, talk a little bear hunting, and we'll see if we get to publish it or not. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I don't but, know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Larry... Uh, we usually go through a couple things uh, first, just to kind of get a background on whoever we're talking to. So, first of all, um, what is it that got you started into bow hunting? Uh, well, back in '69, there's a cousin of mine said him and his son was going down to Caney Mountain Refuge in Gainesville, uh, muzzleload hunt. It was just open, go in and hunt. They was 875 hunters went through the gate on about 5,000 acres. Yeah. And I had to have an archery tag to go down there and hunt. Yeah. I didn't kill a deer, so here it was in October. I had an archery tag. And so I went to Black Widow when Wilson Brothers owned it. They're on the M Highway in Springfield. Really? I bought me a bow and a dozen arrows. I was going to bow hunt. I had no earthly idea what to do so and then uh oh, a couple years later there's a kid that i went to high high school with he was a year or two younger than me uh there's a fella in ava had a little archery shop and a 14 target nfaa course at his house okay and uh he invited me to go out there and shoot with him so i did and uh leonard thompson was his name that had to shop, and uh, whatever he did, I wanted. Ah. He shot a Super Diablo. So I bought me a Super, Super Diablo, and it just snowballed from there. He asked me to go to Utah with him in 72, and that's when I killed my first mule deer. Really? Yes. So did you get a mule deer before a whitetail? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'd kill seven or eight deer out west before I ever killed one in Missouri. Oh, goodness. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was a blast. That first year in Utah, make a circle around camp, and I could see 25 or 30 deer. They was mule deer everywhere. Oh, wow. It was uh, unreal. Was, could you uh, get multiple tags back then? Yeah, I, I, could, I killed two. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> and that, if I'd have made a bucket list of what I wanted to do back in 72 and 73, it would never, I, I couldn't have dreamed that I have had the opportunity to go and uh, hunt animals like I have. I, I don't do the really expensive ones because you know, I'm just a poor working, working cuss. Yeah. And after I retired, I get to hunt a lot more. Yeah. And, uh, he took me bear hunting in 73, and uh, it took me three trips over 19 years before I killed my first bear. Really? Yeah. And I went to Ontario with him, and then uh, my son and I went to uh, Saskatchewan, and my son killed his first bear when he was 16. Really? And then uh, I bought a bear hunt at... PBS banquet, 
St. Louis, maybe, I don't remember. And uh, I went up northern Ontario, and I, that was my first one. Really? Yeah, 19 years later. Can you, can you, do you remember all the details of that story? I bet you do. Uh, yeah. Uh, we drove well, about 25 miles from the cabin we were staying in. And then after we'd come in from hunting, we'd go to the guide's house and eat. And, we'd, and after we had dinner, you know, we'd go down to the basement, maybe have a cold adult refreshment. Yeah. You know, and uh, watch a ball game or something. But uh, where I dropped my son off, it was six miles to where I hunted. And it was just a sandy road and just a lane down through the the bush, and I had to know exactly where to pick him up. And uh, the second night, I, I walked through a clear cut. When they clear cut, you know, what they don't salvage, they just run over the rest of it, and then they okay. have planters come in and, and replant. And the second night, uh, Scott was waiting on me the first night. The second night, I was sitting there and uh, waiting for him to come out. He said, what are you doing here? I said, well, it started to rain. I didn't want to get all wet. He got mad. He said, you mean to tell me we drove 1,300 miles and you don't want to get wet? <laughs> and uh, I said, yeah. And we, we was all the time looking at our quivers to see, you know, if we had an arrow gone. And uh, I turned the light on in the camper shell. My bow was laying there. He said, you got an arrow gone. Where is it? I said, well, the last time I saw it, it had four little black feet under it. Uh, I saw this bear come in. And, I mean, you know, I'd seen one other bear. Yeah. And I saw it coming, and I mean, my heart was racing. And uh, it walked in behind the, the crib, then it came around to the front and reached down on the ground and picked up a piece of meat, fat, or something, and it shuffled that left leg forward. I shot. Yeah. And uh, we went, oh, it didn't go too old for we went, we went back out that night and recovered it. And while I was waiting there, the guide came by, had another hunter with him. And Scott said, well, Dad shot one. I told the guide, I said, I think it's a pretty good one. He just kind of rolled his eyes at me, uh, didn't say a word. Yeah. And when we was eating dinner, he had a friend that was up there putting out some baits on, on his lease. And uh, I told him, you know, when I saw this bear coming, it was throwing its head side by side when it was walking. And then Bill was his name. I don't remember his last name. He said, you know. It was swaggering, so it must have been a pretty good one. It it weighed probably two twenty five, oh, something well. like that. It, it it was a nice. That is bear. a good bear. Yeah, yeah. It scored a little over a little over seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was a good bear. That's the type of bear you'd shoot every time. Oh yeah. 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 And so that was the very first. That one. That was the first one. So yeah. it 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 ruined your life, didn't it? Mm, yes, it did. <laughs> yeah, I've been bear hunting a lot, and and it's. It's a different feeling altogether. It's not like deer hunting. No. It's just a different feeling, and some people can't do it. I've been in Canada with people, they had to have somebody sit with them, or yeah. they, wouldn't, they wouldn't hunt by themselves. And I've also been up there with someone, they saw a sound, two cubs, when they came out, they slung all their arrows out in the bush. I don't have any arrows, I can't hunt. They never went back. Wow. Yeah. And I've, 
my insurance agent asked me to go to Maine one year, and this another agent went. After the first, was all bow hunting. After the first night, they both took guns. Really? Yes. That's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you know, and I, I'm sure you're the same way. People always ask me, you know, hey, um, I don't know if I could do that. That's so, and I just, you know, it's, they're not the same as a deer, but I'm not afraid of them. I mean, no. we, we know, you know, I compare them to kind of a big raccoon, you know, except it, it could hurt, it could get you. Yeah. It, you know, you know, especially um, when you have multiple bears around you, you know, you're trying to look, you know, and make sure you don't want them not trying to get up in the tree. I've yeah. had them put their paws on the tree, you know, and look up at me. They, I don't care what a guide tells you. Those bears know you're there, yes. in my opinion. Yes. They just want the sweets or meat or whatever is in in. Their drive the to eat is stronger yeah. than their. Yeah. And they're they're just taking the gamble. I don't know if yeah. this guy's going to do anything <laughs> I want to eat, you know. <laughs> and uh, so you have hunted. Um, have you done? Have you killed a lot of bears in the lower 48, or have you done mostly uh, Canada? Maine, Wisconsin. Oh, wow. Minnesota. Really? Yeah. I've been in Michigan. We didn't see a bear. That was, I picked that guy. He wasn't very good. Mm. And I went to Arkansas with my son one year, and uh, I missed, I missed, I whiffed on one. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's something I've always been interested in, just the thought of killing a bear three or four hours from home, Yeah, uh, you know, in no, Arkansas. And, you know, in Arkansas, you can bait on private land. You cannot bait on government land. Yes, yeah. And we they was 15 acres right in the middle of the natural forest that this fellow had a bait set up. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I wh- wow. I whiffed. <laughs> Man, it still makes for a cool story. Yeah. It was, yeah, and you've ki- so you've killed 19 bears now. Yes. So I bet you think you think you'll. How many hunts do you have booked? I have oh. so many questions. But for this this spring, oh, just one. Okay, just one. Any in the fall? No. Okay. Wow, that's a that's a lean year for you. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> and you're going where are you go? Did you say Manitoba? Manitoba, Western Manitoba. I'm just not too far be from Saskatchewan. They, I want a cinnamon bear. Yeah. That's that's my goal. And uh, I've only seen one, two, like three cinnamon. And uh, the further west you go in Canada, you get into more color face. Yeah. I did. I did kill a chocolate last fall. Really? Yeah. And uh, I got the skull out there. It looks to me like it, it'll it'll book. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's a pretty nice bear. Yeah. When I I called a guide on it, I said I shot one. He, we had little radios, and uh, which way off out, and uh, they didn't go back in. And and then I hollered at him again. I said, "Bring Lee with you, because <laughs> I know it. I know it's a pretty good one, and it would need a little help getting it out." <laughs> did you uh, Did you scale him? Huh? Were you able to get him on a? Scale? Oh yeah, yeah. We got yeah yeah. We we took took all the pictures and everything before it got dark. Lee had killed one that night. I said we'll be there just as soon as we get Lee's out. Yeah. 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 yeah, he killed a chocolate one too. He was from Illinois. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Have you ever had any uh oh bears? I do what? Uh oh bears. You get there and you look down. And you go, oh, okay. It, yes, the <laughs> one I killed, and, and the first one I killed, that was an 06, because I looked back at my pictures to see when it was. Yeah, that. 
that one, <laughs> that one, uh, uh, my son picked this uh, guy, and he said, if you don't kill, you can come back. Okay. So Scott picked it. And a lot of places in Manitoba, you can't hunt on Sunday. But the outfitter told Scott, that my son, that if you get there in time Sunday, you can go sit in a tree. Okay, so uh, we went about a, a mile each way from, from uh, the house we're staying in. And, yeah. And, and Scott was getting his stuff together to come down. And he something heard something, looked over it. There's a bear there. He killed it. Yeah. It had uh, it black, but it had a brown streak down its back, and all four legs was brown. It, really? He said, yeah, oh, oh, I'm in trouble now. So, you know, he had a rug made out of it. And uh, <clears throat> the uh, next night, we moved to another place because there was a man and his two sons and his son-in-law was there and it's going to have to split them up. And Scott said, no, we'll go somewhere else and stay. So we went out and it crawled up in the stand and this bear come in. I thumped it. I spined it. Mm. So down the tree I went. Yep. I went after it. I shot it three times. <laughs> and then, then I, after the guy had come pick me up, we couldn't find it. Really? The brush, the bush was really, really thick. Okay, yep, yep. And uh, so went back to the house we was going to stay in, and the house was locked up. Son was in the front seat of the pickup, you know, taking a snooze. And, and uh, I opened the door, and he got up and kind of rubbed his eyeballs and looked at my quiver. I said, damn, how many bear did you shoot? Because I went out <laughs> with a full complement of arrows, came back with two, one of them didn't have a broadhead. Oh, man. I, I, back years ago, you know, if I kill someone, something, I'd take an old cholera and stick it up in a tree. Yes, okay. You know, just, just I killed something here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and that was one of them. <laughs> I got <gotcha>. you. <laughs> Damn, how many bears did you shoot anyway? I said, just one. <laughs> <laughs> so you found it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, went, yeah we went back next morning and got it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you and I have talked about the reason I asked you is judging bears is a uh, something a guy's got to learn. Oh, how to do. that one, that one we, I saw it. You know, after I finished it off, I said, "Uh oh, <laughs> that ain't that big." You know, even though as many times I've been hunting, if you don't have something to judge it by, yes. they are really hard to tell how big they are. Yes, my yeah. my my very first one, right around 100 pounds, uh, Maine. I, I had set for five days. I didn't, I wasn't being selected, but I had no clue it was that small. Mm. And you, you trail it. It only went 30 yards death mode and we're trailing it. And I remember I, I walked up and just the way they die, usually curled up in a ball. Yeah. And I just looked around and all I could say was to the guide was, I'm so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And he said, no, you're fine. This is normal. Yeah. I go, really? You know, so it was such a learning. And then, uh, both that I killed with a rifle now, um, Split second decision. Both had super long hair. Mm -hmm. Poofy, poofy spring out of the den, and you just have a moment to decide. You don't have any reference. There they are. They shoot, and you walk over and you go, ah, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's one guy that told me I don't remember who it was. Uh, he's telling the <clears throat> fella, the hunter says, you know, if it's tall as a barrel, 
yeah. shoot it, 55-gallon barrel. And he shot one. And when they found it, it was little. Yeah. Well, it was tall as a barrel. <laughs> he said, I meant on all four feet, all not four standing feet. on its hind feet. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. The only good bear I've ever killed, he stepped out uh, with the vertical barrel. His back was even. Yeah. And I thought, I don't think I'm going to make a mistake this time. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so, okay, so I bring that up because, uh, so I, I came to know about you and your bear hunting because of, uh, it would have been 2019, so I guess the 2020 festival, mm. right before COVID, I guess. Yeah. Um, I showed up, and I had a, I had a great year of hunting, and um, I, I killed my big bear and an antelope and a mule deer and javelina. I was like, man, I, I have arrived, you know, and all that stuff. So I bring my bear skull to the festival. I just had it. Uh, Tim Donnelly had scored it. It was uh, 19 and 15 16. So yeah. it was just short of Boone and Crockett, but it was well uh, which, as you know, you know, a grizzly bear, it only has to be 19 inches to make Pope and Young. So I told all my buddies, you know, hey, this would make it as a grizzly bear, but it's a black bear. You know, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm kind of pounding my chest. I'm pretty proud of myself. And I come up the table, and I come back later in the afternoon. There's some some guy with, what was it, a 20 or a 21-inch? Uh, 20 and 3. Yeah, <laughs> 3 16th skull and this half-body mount that Brian Peterson had done. And this this bear is just enormous. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it was 500-some-odd pounds. Yeah, right? it was over 500. Yeah. yeah. So I said, who is that? They said, oh, that's Larry Hesterly. <laughs> he does that all the time. And then there was another mount of standing bear, I think. But do you remember the story behind uh, that 500-pounder where you yeah, shot it? Yeah, uh, uh, I was at Bass Pro one day when uh, uh, they were supposedly had their fall hunting classic you know it's not yeah. like it used to be it's not it, it used, used to be, be a lot of fun yeah and uh ran into a, a fellow that used to own an art shop here in springfield and he was there working for somebody and we wife and i had to leave and we came back later and he was he was down by the archery counter and somehow bear hunting came up and uh he said you need to talk to this guy here and he was showing me some pictures from Saskatchewan. Yeah. And nice bear. And uh, so I got home, and I decided to call him to see if they had an opening the next spring. Yeah. Okay. Hook me up. I'm in. And uh, I hunted three days on one stand and saw bear every night. They was... A, a sow and two cubs came in, and the sow put the two cubs up a tree. She went over to bait, and fed, and then she left. Those two cubs stayed in the tree. They did not come down until she came back. Oh, man. Yeah. Would one of your children do that if you told them to stay <laughs> there? No. No, no. No. Son would have been moving before I ever left. Now, the daughter, Maybe. <laughs> but uh, we moved the fourth. I moved the fourth night, and when we pulled up to the bait, the guide said, uh, "Ooh, this is not good. There's still a beaver carcass in the barrel. They love beaver." Yes. Yeah. So when we pulled in, I looked. Oh, oh, a millennium tree stand. That's my favorite. And. Uh, I'd crawl up and stand while he was baiting and 
when I, I got up in the stand, he whistled at me and pointed. There's a black bear. He whistled again and pointed the other way. There was a cinnamon. Mm. So uh, my bow was laying on the ground. So I pulled my bow up real quick, took the quiver off, knocked an arrow, and turned around and looked at the barrel. And this bear was laying there on its belly. Guides will tell you don't shoot them laying down. Yes, yeah. But I've killed two that way. Really? As long as the leg is out of the way. It's okay. left left leg was picking, you know, shoulders out of the way. I shot it and it took off and uh, uh, it didn't moan. I heard some type of gurgling sound mm -hmm. out of it. And uh, and when I looked back at the barrel, that cinnamon was laying in the same position. Oh, no. I, oh crap. And that was a good bear too. Yeah. And uh, Blair finally had he threw a beaver carcass out in the bush, and the cinnamon went over to it, and we got the side-by-side -side down there. We couldn't pick it up. Mm. So we tilted the bed down to the side-by-side, -side, and he happened to have two ratchet straps. We put a ratchet strap around his neck and ratcheted it up. Then we'd ratchet the other one, and finally got his shoulders up on the bed, and I pulled the bed down while he picked up behind in. Yeah. Didn't think, you know, I... They was a 300 and a 400 kill that week, and I didn't think it was as big as a 400. Yeah. And uh, when we got back to camp, you know, we back to side by side in, got the scales out and the winch, and winched it up. That thing's over 500 pounds. Oh, man. And I cannot repeat exactly what I said <laughs> <laughs> several times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, it was, it, it, if I'd have, but I had a bucket list. Well, a bucket list for me was I wanted a Pope and Young Bear. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't believe it was that big. I kept asking my wife, did I really kill that? Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a nice bear. <laughs> so that's your biggest bear? Yeah. 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 Well, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. I've, you know, I'd, Pope and Young is 18, and I've killed several that's gone over, on over, over 17. Uh, Doug Parks used to donate a hunt to our club, and uh, I, he, I shot one one night, and we didn't find it the next afternoon, and we just skinned it out, and he thought it would go 340. It had a big skull, but it had, I mean, a big head, but it must have had a lot of meat, because it, yeah. it, it ended up 1712. I must young a quarter. Oh, <laughs> yeah. they, they're so deceiving, and they, yeah. every shape and size, and uh, as a taxidermist, my goodness, there's just no... All you can do is try to buy the closest form, and then you've got to make it fit. Mm -hmm. You've got to do some changing because they're they're so unique. You can have, um, you can have a hundred and fifty pound bear that has a Pope and Young skull, or you can have a four hundred pound bear that doesn't quite make it. You know, they yeah. just they're just so different. Um, <laughs> I killed one in Idaho, uh, one of the ones I shot with a rifle, and it was one of those real poofy judgment call. I just think I was on day seven of hunting. And so first bear I've seen, National Forest, you know, first. So I, I pulled the trigger, I got him, and uh, I get down there and I go, oh, no, <laughs> you know. It's one of those, and uh, I actually hauled him out on my back so that tells you anything. <laughs> and uh, I took him into the game and fish, and they, they knew the unit in the area I was at, and they said uh, they aged him. He was four to five years old. Mm -hmm. And I said, how is that possible? He's the size of a two-year-old I killed in Maine. And they said, uh, 
They said it depends on the competition for food. It's mm-hmm. almost like they're turtles. They can adapt to their environment and where they're at in the food chain, and they may never grow, or they may grow. You know, you got these bears out on the coast that are seven, eight, nine hundred pounds now mm-hmm. starting to happen. So it's a very unique animal for mm-hmm. how they. They're fun. It get, it gets in your blood. Yeah. You know, some people just can't do it. Yeah. It's I don't know. <laughs> I can't. Do you get the shakes after you shoot one? Yes. Really bad. That's why I'm addicted to it. I can't. <laughs> I I'll just it, it's it's uh, the first one I ever shot right before he was coming in. I waited all that time. I started trembling so bad. I knew there was no chance. There was yeah. just no. And I had to do the old airplane thing. I tucked my head between my legs. He was still, <laughs> it was Maine, so it was so thick woods. Yeah. And I, I said to myself, Ethan, you've spent a lot of money for this. <laughs> you have to get your act together. And I was calm, and I shot. And then for 30 minutes, I've never shook like that in my life. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't. And every one of them has been like that. Yeah. Uh, the last one I shot, I, I met, real matter-of-factly, it was a rifle hunt. And. I thought it's no big deal. It's whatever. And after I loaded the bear, I started shaking. <laughs> it was just I don't know. I, I was just curious if that's how it is for yeah. you too. I, yeah. I that's why I can't. I, I want to go bear hunting every chance <laughs> I get. You know. And uh, how many how many more you think you want? You just going to keep going after them for? Well, probably. <laughs> I just I know. Like I said, I I really want a cinnamon. I, yeah. Know, uh, the, it was neat to kill that chocolate one because that first color face I'd ever kill and uh, I really want a cinnamon because uh, I'd seen two cinnamon in 19 when I killed a big one yeah so I went back to Saskatchewan the same outfitter in 22 okay and uh, I uh, there was two Bear came in, one of them was cinnamon. I took a picture of it. And everybody said, why didn't you shoot it? I took another picture of it, laying beside a 55-gallon barrel. Yeah. It probably weighed 110, 120 yeah. pounds. Pictures are very deceiving. You cannot tell how big a bear is nope. in the picture. No, you cannot. Yeah. Everybody said, why didn't you shoot it? Oh, it's beautiful. It, it, it didn't have a white spot on its chest. It had a cream color. And it yeah. was shaped in a heart. Really? Yes. When it, it grows up, it would be a great, great bear to shoot. Great yeah. bear. Yeah. Have you care, Have you killed a lot of white blaze? That's <laughs> some. Um, Do you like that? No, I, that's that's no big deal to yeah. me. But you know, outfitters make a big deal about if it's got a white blaze on its chest. Yeah, I'm weird. I I don't necessarily like it. Well, to it's, me, it's I don't care. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. either. But if I shoot, I, I'm the same as you. I'd really like a color phase bear, but um, it's like I almost I almost like a jet, just a jet black bear if I'm going to shoot a black bear. Uh-huh. I don't know. You know <laughs> or to each his own, I guess. Yeah. You know? and it's just. They come, they come in it. It's just unique how mm-hmm. they come so different. Every shape and size and yeah. color. And they're something. Have you, uh, so how many states or provinces do you think you've hunted? Well, bear hunted and well, <laughs> one year when the PBS was in St. Louis, uh-huh. uh huh, they auctioned off off some hunts on Friday night. They were not going very high, and uh, this New Brunswick bear hunt came up, and nobody would open the bed. So, uh, one of the fellas, uh, Jim Ellis, was one of the floor spotters. He used to come to our banquet here, 
Okay. And uh, from Illinois, and I said, I'll go 200 on it. Just get it going. Someone across the room bid 300. Next thing I knew, my son bid 400. He mm. bought the thing. Wow. So we had to go look, see where New Brunswick was. We did not know. Oh, my goodness. And uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun, but we didn't kill any bear. I've been there and been Quebec. I picked an outfitter in Quebec. And he was crappy. Really oh, crappy. Oh, really? Really crappy. Oh, I got a story about that. Yeah. They was up. And then, then I've been in all the provinces going west to Saskatchewan. And I've been in Maine, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Minnesota, and Arkansas. Wow. <laughs> but uh, there was two groups there in Quebec. One, both of them were from Michigan. Okay. One group was really friendly. We visited with, and you know, had a cold one with, you know, and you know, spent some time with. The other group was standoffish. Wanted nothing to do with anybody. Mm. There's one night, one one of the guys from the standoffish group killed a bear, and they had it on the table, skinning it out. It had a broken snare on its neck. Mm. So my son popped off and said, well, uh, what did it cost to have one tied up? It ticked him off royally. He yeah. did not think it was funny. Oh, and I've been to Alberta, too. There's a fellow kill, rifle kill, kill one had a broken snare on his neck. I've yeah. seen that twice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Interesting. So what was so bad about the, the outfitter at... at uh, he just crappy, just yeah. crappy. He uh, had a line of crappy fedgy, you know, and we had to take ourselves out, and, mm. and I never saw bear up there. Yeah. And Scott, he saw a sound three cubs the last night he hunted, and that was it. Wow. There's 12 hunters, and I think they killed four bear. Yeah. That's that's crappy. It's a it's a weird business because bear hunting is so. Especially in Canada, I mean, I think I I'd have to think for country folk, so to speak, out there, that's a big part of their economy in the spring mm -hmm. because there are so many outfitters littered mm -hmm. all over, and you can find a hunt for about any price range you want to mm -hmm. spend, but it's it's uh, you're rolling the dice mm -hmm. no matter oh, what. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you spent good money or low money. And yeah, I uh, I was fortunate where I got my big one in Ontario was. Um, the hunt was nine hundred ninety-five dollars. Yeah, <laughs> and you bring your own tree stand, and you st you take over the bait when you get there. And yeah. I pulled up to the outfitter. I bid. I talked to him on the phone all summer. I was so excited, and first time in Canada, and um, super nice on the phone. But uh, pulled up to the business that morning, and they had put on their slip, "Do not come before ten a.m. Do not." And we had stopped at a gas station before we pulled up. And I met a guy, and he said, man, he said, I, I just made a big mistake. I booked this bear hunt with this outfitter. And I said, is it blah, blah, blah? And he goes, yeah. Oh. And he showed up at 9, and she cussed him out for showing up at the door. She, they just, I guess they don't get out of bed, and they don't get going for the day till yeah. after 10. And uh, so I pull up to the outfitter, and when I did, it had a big for sale sign on the sign. <laughs> and my buddy, he's just looking at me going, what have you done to us? What have you done? <laughs> and they wrote, a, uh, they wrote the directions. I found out. I booked the primitive hunt. So he had cabins mm -hmm. right there on site and around a lake, and he did the baits right there. 
and his his uh, his guides would run the, and it was like sixteen hundred. That's still you know a cheap hunt, but the primitive hunt. They said, well, we've got more bears on the this bear unit we have that's eighty kilometers away and all this crazy thing. And so, uh, you know, I pay him the rest of my money, and and uh, I knew I was in trouble when the old guy walks up and he starts making a map. He get he grabs a napkin and a pen and draws me a map on how to get to the campsite. He didn't have a map. He had to draw it for me real mm. quick on a napkin. And he told me a number. You're going to take road number uh, 79. So we get there. Sorry, I'm not trying to make this. I yeah. just thought you might find this <laughs> is funny. I, I, we drive a washboard road the whole time, old logging road, Canadian province, you know, logging road. And uh, we find this, camp, this shack, this shack in the middle of nowhere. And we think, I think, well, it's a cheap hunt. This has got to be it. So we get our tents out. We waited, and it's the, supposed to be the first night one of your hunt. And we're sitting there, and we're going, what do we do? What do we do? And uh, finally, another guy pulls up from the, for the same outfitter, so he gets his stuff out. And a third guy, and now it's like 4.30 in the afternoon, and there's supposed to be one guy running the camp. And we go, what do we do? What do we, you know? So finally, I get in the car, and I go down the road and uh, go one kilometer. And at number 78, not 79, I pull in, and there's a good old boy with a camper and he's making bear baits i go are you such and such and he's he's as sarcastic as i'll get out and and i you know i was about to lose my cool and he but he goes uh you know but i try, i kept it under wraps i said we just all there's a whole bunch of us just camped down there he goes oh yeah that's the owner he's never been here <laughs> he's owned this place for 25 years and he's never been here sorry ryan we've been going without you but um, I thought that was so funny, but I killed a bear an hour and a half into the hunt, the really? biggest bear, <laughs> you know, and, and Lyle killed one the next night, you yeah. know? So it just, uh, I, I said all that to say, you just, you just don't know what you're going to get. No, they, no. It might be terrible service, but there might be a lot of bears yeah. where it might be, there might be a whole lot of talk mm-hmm. and, yeah, and it's a, it's a very widespread. Yeah. Unless you got someone, you know, someone that's been to an outfitter and they had good luck. You know, if you get on the internet, start writing down outfitters and numbers and calling you know you just have to have a feeling for what they say you know yes yeah and so far i've been i've been lucky my son picked a bad outfitter in minnesota one year oh really yeah <laughs> but in that outfitter's defense uh this was several years ago their average kill was about 3500 a year the year scott and i went they killed 17 to 1800 but, mm. you know, in the fall, but they had a big bumper crop of acorns yes. and, and, yep. and fruit and berries and stuff. So they were not coming to the baits. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's another thing uh, you can speak to more than I can. But uh, I think, I don't know how you felt when you first bear hunted, but I always wanted to kill one bear. But I grew up watching videos and I thought, you, you sit in the tree stand and they waddle on over and you shoot one bear and... Now you know. Now that I've done it, you go. It's not. It's not as easy as it looks. No. No. It, you know, they do. They waddle in. That you won't hear them. Yes. Until Quiet. Yeah, until they're there. Quiet. And I know the first year I went, I was. I was <laughs> they call it the throne. It was a man-made stand. There's an easy chair up on this stand. It was huge. They call it the throne. Yeah. And. Uh, I think it's the second night, you know, I was sitting there, you know, looking around, you know, real slow and and uh, leaning my head up against the tree, close my eyes for a second or two, open my eyes up, and poof, like magic, 
Yeah. There it was. There it was. Man. And most of the places, you know, they, uh, I've been there so thick, you know, you'll just have, you might have an area that's clearing as big as your living room. Yep. You know, and I've killed, I guess the closest one I ever shot was seven steps from being mm -hmm. bait. I killed one that was, I was sitting on the ground at nine. Really? Yeah. That so would that be one. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but out of that hunt, I saw one tree stand. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's just how they did it, huh? Yeah, Seven that's the how they did it. And when I go in Ontario, I don't know of anyone that, anymore that hunts out of a stand. It's all ground blind. You know, you can go out there and set your ground blind up, crawl in it, and hunt. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. My, my, my granddaughter, she's her little hunter. She just graduated from college this spring. Yeah. And for high school graduation, Scott and I was going to take her bear hunting. She graduated in 20. Canada was closed in 2021. Yes. So we finally got to take her <clears throat> in 22, and uh, she killed a 250-pounder first night she hunted. Drove out, set the blind up, and crawled in it. Right oh at dark, this bear come in, and she thumped it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Man. Well, I was, I was going to ask, so what I was leading into with that uh, earlier was that, you know, if there's an acorn crop, it doesn't matter what you, it doesn't matter what kind of, sweet sensation mm -hmm. you know all these outfitters have a secret recipe right yeah. you know i'm sure you've heard that yeah they time. all use different things yeah depends it, on where you go yeah but if you've got a natural crop yeah good luck yeah be slim pickings yeah have you ever set for days and days on end and never seen a bear or? uh yeah <laughs> yeah well let me let me put it this way uh Scott killed a bear when he was 16, his first one. Yeah. He sat in a stand 30 or 31 days before he saw his second bear, and that was the last night in Quebec, a sow and three cubs. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Yeah. So on the way home, he was looking for some place to, to, uh, to go, and we went to uh, Manitoba the next spring. Yeah. And he's got his itch scratched. He killed a bear in Arkansas, and... and but, when he took his, when we took it, my granddaughter, he said, "You know, I might want to do this again sometime." <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he just sat with her. He didn't hunt. Yeah, well, I guess the point I was trying to make is, you find out it's not just as simple as just no. going to picking any outfit or climbing up in a tree and killing no. a big bear, is it? No, it's, it's uh, not. It's, but it's it's fun to watch them. Yeah, you know, uh, the only time I really got a little bit concerned. I had a sound two cubs come in. They're little butterballs, you know. They're yeah. Uh, they crawled in the hole in the barrel, and then they crawled out. It's starting to get dark. Time for me to go home. They didn't want to leave. I uh, break a limb off and throw at them, and them cubs would go down the hill 20, 25 yards, get up yeah. a tree, then they come back down, come back to the bait. <laughs> finally, finally they left. I. Uh, let my bow down and I untied it. I beat it. I I left the bait bucket and everything there on the ground. I was gonna wait around to. to yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's one when you're at. I stopped by and baited during Ontario. You know we take the bait out. We take ourselves out. Yeah. And uh, there was one bait I was gonna stop and bait it before I went on down to mine. 
And uh, there's a bear walked out in the road, then went back in the brush. And, and the bait was only 20 yards off the road. So I went down there, and that bear was down there about 30 yards waiting for me to put the bait in it. I put the bait in it, set the barrel up. By the time I got to the truck, that bear knocked that barrel over. Yeah. 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 One time, uh, my friend on that Ontario hunt, he shoots his bear. Um, he used a rifle. Um, I, I was fortunate I shot one with my recurve the night before, but the stands, uh, it's what you're saying, the, the spot was the size of a living room. Mm-hmm. So you just tuck your stand in as into a pine best you can. And um, he, he had bears come in on the very first night. He couldn't get drawn. It was just too <laughs> close, and it just he couldn't. So he took the rifle, and he was the closest bait to the camp. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there. I was actually skinning a guy's bear in camp. I helped a guy track. I got to run around with the outfitter and look yeah. at all the baits. Oh, fun. that's fun, you know. Yeah. You know, if you killed your bear, you don't go with him. You don't bait, and you don't see the different ones and whatnot. Yeah. But I heard uh, I'm sitting there skinning a bear, and I hear, and the 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 guy, he's not really a guide. He's just in charge of the camp. That's mm-hmm. one of those operations. And he, he looks at me, and he goes, that's got to be your friend. You probably better go. I said, I'll give him about 20 minutes, you know, and I'll go down. Then I hear, and it's a single shot, 4570. And then I hear a third shot. <laughs> and he goes, I think you better go down there. So I go down there, and uh, he, he, uh, he'd got the bear. He'd, he'd shot it a few times. And I walk up. Uh, you know how thick it is out there. Yeah. Literally, you pull up on the logging road. I'm 10 yards off the road, just come over, and there's this bear laying there. Because uh, the tree sand's not 20 yards off the road inside this little pocket living room and it had come out it was coming back out the path when it Mm -hmm. was expiring and so i walk over and we're taking he comes he's got this wild look in his eyes and he comes out and he says he says there's more i said (laughs) not not that he shot more but he just said there's more of them and i'm hearing i'm hearing stuff move around in there and you know how quiet bears are yeah you're not going to hear them unless they're mad or they're Mm -hmm. they want you to know they're and uh so the bear wasn't quite yet expired and we waited a second and as soon as we knew he was done i it was about it was probably a 200 pound bear we grabbed it real quick and uh we ran it to my suburban and we were getting i thought well we'll we'll wait let's take pictures because you always get in a hurry sometimes with things so we we put this rock up in the road and we're propping its chin up and he gets behind there and we're taking pictures and i start hearing those teeth popping yeah and there was another bear it had to be 15 20 yards away from us so mad at us (laughs) And he's popping, and he's slapping the barrel. It's like, <laughs> you guys need to get out of here. Yeah. And we looked at each other. We got that bear put up as fat, and we got out of there. Mm. I've never been really afraid of him, but I thought that sucker was not happy about us mm-hmm. being near his food. You know? I've only heard a bear popping his teeth one, one time. Really? Mm-hmm. And I was sitting on the ground, and it was behind me. Really? Yeah, that was in Alberta the year I went up there. That's two bear lemon up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, how many times have you been there? Just once. Okay. Did you get both bears that yeah. time? Yeah. Well, that's a dream for oh, me. That, uh, that uh, bear I killed in 19 is Saskatchewan, the big one. We flew out of Kansas City to Minneapolis, St. Paul. Yeah. Then up to Saskatoon. And then we had a four-hour, we rented a pickup and drove on up to camp. When we was in uh, Minneapolis, uh, I ran into a younger younger fella, you know. Everybody's younger than me anymore. And uh, he was a first-time bear hunter. And I told him, I said, 
you think a bear, a whitetail has ground shrinkage, wait till you shoot a bear. Yeah. And coming home, I ran into him. He remembered me. He said, you was right. Yeah. I thought I shot a 300-pound bear. It weighed a 100 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So they are very, very deceiving. Yeah. And to top it off, we got to, a, we had an hour turnaround from Saskatoon there in Minneapolis to get on the plane to go to oh, Kansas wow. City. Got to Kansas City. My wife's bag was there. My bow, my bag, the ice chest was not. Oh, no. Memorial weekend. Oh, oh no. no problem. We'll send it to you. It'll, you'll probably get it Wednesday. And the wife said, no, that ain't going to work. That's got a bear hide in it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Chest. So we had to wait about six hours till the next flight came in. Wow. And uh, got the rest of my equipment. <laughs> Were both your bears pretty good size from Alberta? No. Uh, the first one was. Uh, actually, I've got that rug on the wall. Okay. Yeah. The second one wasn't. Okay. Did yeah. you? So do you? Uh, so I know sometimes you actually you give them away. I, yeah. I grabbed one from you a couple <laughs> yeah. years ago to use for yeah. just taxidermy, you know. Yeah. backup stuff but um do you do you just get them tan now or do you what do you do with them uh give them away back several years ago i sold two to a fur buyer yeah and uh i called him the next year and he said i ain't got rid of the two you bought from me last year oh, and okay. i I just give them away because you know i don't yeah. have room for uh, the first bear hide i had a rug made out of it i ended up selling it to a friend of ours because their daughter had a wedding venue okay and uh, they wanted uh, a bear rug so i sold it to him yeah yeah it's really all about the memory isn't it yeah oh, yeah. yeah i you know of course you know i'm a taxidermist so i <laughs> i just love bear i love their their fur i love their everything about them i mm -hmm. i want every kind of combination of what you could do but i can imagine once you hit about 19 bears you Kind of got to decide <laughs> <laughs> what you're gonna. At that point, it's a memory. Yeah, it, but it, 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 see, I've got two half mounts in the rug. I'm, I'm lucky. My wife lets me put my stuff in the living room. Wow. She, she does. My first wife passed away, and I ended up marrying my high school sweetheart. Okay. Now, my first wife, she didn't want nothing in the living room, and luckily, there's vaulted ceilings. And and when I get this chocolate one back, because uh, it. You know, different color. I want to have four bear on the same wall from four different provinces. <laughs> wow. Is that going to be a full body or a half? No, it's going to be a half mount. Yeah, I like the half mounts. Yeah, I do too. I'm, I think I'm going to do. I did a full body on my big bear. Um, but the reality is, you know, when we talk about this with, with other guests in the past, probably I joke with my friends, my son, who knows if he'll be a hunter? Who knows if he'll care? Yeah. One day when I pass away, it'll probably be in a Mexican restaurant with a <laughs> with a sombrero on its head. Yeah. You know, you just you can't you really can't take it with you. you yeah, know, no, you that's just, true. You know, Judy doesn't care what I put what we put up in the living room, except for the javelina. Really? She thinks it's ugly. Really? Yeah. It's it's in the bedroom <laughs> up over the computer. She will not put it in <laughs> really yeah man so did you uh so did you go on the like the ubm Havilene? yeah i went i went uh well linda i'm brenda hudson called me one day that was the year my wife passed away okay and she said you know that brian's going down you know uh Havilena, honey he's got room if you would like to go and uh 
my son was there, and he said, well, Dad, you might as well. So I rode down with Brian. Yeah. Yeah. The first one I killed weighed 60 pounds. They said, that's wow. a big one. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. And then the next one I killed was 23. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I shot it three times. You know, the, yes. the, the guy said, you know, if you shoot one, go after it. Make it look like a pin cushion. Cause yes. Because they can crawl up and hold, and you'll never <laughs> will get them out. And it, uh, yeah. After the podcast, I'll tell you all our, our story. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, uh, I took it after it, it ran up on some little bush that had all kinds of thorns in it, you know, everything down there stick you. Yeah. Uh, and I'd walk around and it kept walking around facing me. I, had, I think I shot it three times before yeah. I finally killed it. Yeah, they're yeah. tough little boogers. Yeah, they are. <laughs> that's 60 pounds. That's a big. So did you do a full body or a shoulder? No, I just did a shoulder mount. I like the. Did you do open mouth? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got, yeah. You got oh, to. Oh, you know, yeah, I've got that Havelina skull next to a bear skull, and it's a whole lot bigger than the bear skull. Yes. Yeah, yeah. they're huge skulls, too. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're cool. <laughs> what other, uh, is, are bears kind of your primary out well, of state thing? Tail. Okay. No. Have I, you ever gone, you know, elk or mule deer? Or uh, or? I killed a cow elk back in 78. Okay. And I killed 10 muleys. And, uh, mm, 12 or 13 antelope. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Probably going to try to go to antelope hunting again next year. They don't. They don't have near the antelope. No. Nope. Back in the back in the early nineties, uh, I'd see a herd of thirty-five to forty antelope, and now you'll eight or ten. Yep. Yeah. That's a crazy. Is it Wyoming? Yeah. Yep. That's where yeah. I go to, and it's not. Yeah, there was a. Pope and Young was in St. Louis. When the Pope and Young was in St. Louis. Uh, this antelope guide, you know, I got talking to him, and I asked my wife, I said, uh, do you like to go antelope hunting? Yeah. Well, yeah. So we booked it. He, it, it that's not a really expensive hunt with him. She really? And, yeah. And we've been been fortunate. Every year we've been out there, we've, we've both killed bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I've always said if there were two animals that uh, a guy – wanted to wet his feet on out-of-state hunting on, it would be black bears or antelope. Mm -hmm. They're the least, you know, I'm not saying there's no effort, but there's less effort. Yeah. Um, it, with, with Chuck, it, uh, you get up, make some coffee, have a cup of coffee, and then you go to a restaurant and eat breakfast. Then you go out to the, out yes, crawl in the yeah. blind. And uh, it's, it's an easy hunt, except sometimes it's hot. Yes. Really hot. They was they, the last time we was in Wyoming. <clears throat> uh, Chuck dropped me off first, and then he went dropped Judy off, and uh, he went over the blind and started hitting the sides of it. It was by an old wooden windmill. Judy said, "What are you doing?" Well, chasing out any rattlesnakes that might be in there. So she got in the blind. A little bit later, she heard this noise. Heard it again. <laughs> Looked down there by the chair. There's a rattlesnake about 18 inches long. Now, if I'd have been in that blind, that'd have been a new hole. There'd have been a new door <laughs> in the blind because I would have left it in a heartbeat. <laughs> but she kind of moved the chair a little bit and it slithered off. <laughs> but, 
I don't like snakes, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have made a new I'd have made a new door. I'd have been leaving. So you never could have been a snake handling preacher. Oh no. No. <laughs> I won't even touch a dead one. Really? No. Wow. I don't yeah. I don't don't like them at all. Never have. That's awesome. <laughs> Well, before we wrap up, I get, you know this is the United Bowhunters of Missouri <laughs> podcast, and uh, um, how did you how did you get involved in the club? Uh, it's probably the second year of the club. There was one year I got uh, kind of a flyer from them when they were had their summer get together up at uh, Tebow Campground at Warsaw. Yeah, and uh, I got a couple from them, and I. Uh, Asked my wife, I said, do you want to go up just to listen to what they say? I'd never heard of them. This was probably in 89. And uh, she said, yeah, we'll get a motel room. I'll swim in the pool, and you know, you can go listen to them. And that's how I got involved. Yeah. Yeah. That's I was on cool. the board for six years, I guess. Were you? Back in the, awesome. back in the day. <laughs> yeah. You were never president? No. Seems like no. if you get on the board at some point, they're going to make it. No, no. No, not me, not no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. I think you know, I, they I, they was they was one year here at the banquet. They had some, you know, write down what you could do to help the club. You know what I wrote? What's that? Tote and fetch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I always need a tote and fetcher. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a planner. I can't. I can't plan nothing. Yeah, I I think I am, but uh, the years when I was president, I was. I had too much going on in my life. I just was not a good planner in the moment. I I think that we, uh, uh, William now is, uh, we've had a lot of great presidents. I'm not talking, yeah. I'm not talking down on anybody, yeah. but I will say the guy has got drive and, and vision to see things. Where I think this might be one of the bigger festivals as far as attendance, like on Friday night and going into good. Saturday that we've had in good. quite some time. And good. There's a there's lot of good people, but it doesn't matter whether you're on the board yeah. or whether you're on, you just... Yeah. It becomes a family, and everybody jumps in and starts yeah. doing things. One one thing that I've had three or four articles in the you know yeah. in the magazine and the pamphlet, you know, and uh, my first wife, she loved to write. Really, I could write a half a page. She would make two full pages out would of she? it. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah, that and is I, neat. I had had my next door neighbor help me write one about that big bear I killed. You know that. Yeah. There's not always, I don't remember something about, not always ground shrinkage when you kill one. That, yeah. That one was actually better than what I thought. Yeah. That's a, that's a good problem. It doesn't happen often. But. No, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Have you made, I bet you've made a lot of friends over the years here. Yeah. You? Yeah. Yeah. Met a lot of nice people. Yeah. They was, uh, went to New Mexico one year with, uh, Leonard Thompson that got me started bow hunting. Yeah. And uh, I'd shot a deer and ran into some guys. They were from Iowa. They was muckety-mucks in the PBS. Mm. I thought they were royal butts. Really? Yeah. And then I was out in Wyoming one year and I ran into a couple guys uh, with the PBS and they was really nice, you know. Yeah. And uh, then I actually hunted with Paul Shannon when he was president of the PBS, and that's that's how I got it, got into the PBS. I I don't do nothing. I just pay my dues and go yeah. on, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah. 
Yeah. And one neat thing, uh, if Leonard Thompson, he joined the Pope, Pope and Young. And after I killed my first animal, I joined the Pope and Young. He's, he's not a member anymore, but I am. And then I got grandfathered into being a senior member. Yeah. And I got to vote for my own son to become a regular member. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was neat. Yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> There's a lot of great connections a guy can make being yeah. part of organizations like this. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I don't, you probably don't remember this. When when was the last time you antelope hunted? Two uh, years ago. Two years ago, maybe. I didn't go last year. I don't want to. You may not remember this, but I saw you at a hotel somewhere. Really? Years back. I don't remember that. And it was because the UBM. I go. Well, hey, Larry. <laughs> You were having, you were at a breakfast bar or something, and, huh. and uh, at the in the morning, and I, I'm thinking it had to be a Wyoming thing. Could have been traveling. One of us traveling two back and forth yeah. where we stopped, but I thought, what a small world. Yeah, I know that guy. <laughs> I used to, when I worked for the railroad, I'd go down to this one restaurant there in Seymour. Yeah, and eat, and this lady that waited on me, you know, waitress. There were several of us went to Colorado one year, and we stopped at Rifle. To eat some lunch on her way home. Yeah. Same lady waited on me. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny in in hunting there, uh, there's so many people, there's so many places, but I found that it is in a to a degree a small world. You'll oh it is it's a really small world. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. But well, Larry, you got any other stories you'd like to share or <laughs> thoughts or? It's uh, just I've been blessed. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Is your wife here uh, this year at the yeah, banquet? Yeah, yeah, she's here. I had seen. She bow hunts a little, right? Yeah, yeah. She uh, uh, maybe I shouldn't say that, but she shoots a compound. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, it's, it it gets her in the woods with me. Yeah, you know, she enjoys it. That is all that matters. Yeah, she's killed two bear, five antelope, a few deer. Oh my goodness! Yeah. yeah. Oh, the first year. We went bear hunting and antelope hunting the same year. Both of hers was bigger than mine. And I told her, I said, eh, if you do it again, you ain't going no more. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's incredible. And uh, I really wanted her to tell my insurance agent, since he ended up having to take a gun to bear hunt, uh, that Judy sat in the stand by herself and shot her bear. Yeah. There's nobody with her. Really? <laughs> yeah. Shot That's... it twice. She spined it. She loaded it up. Get a shot it again. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. They, uh, you know, I'm seeing a common theme. I just talked to Larry Bauman. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, he's him and his wife been married for uh, 58 years, but she would she would find him bows to buy. And it <laughs> seems that the key to a successful uh, life in bow hunting is to find a wife that <laughs> yeah. find a good one. Yeah. My. Uh... My first wife, she didn't mind me bow hunting, but she, she bitched about it a little bit. <laughs> and after she passed away, like I said, Judy and I were shooting my first real girlfriend when we was in high school, and her husband passed away two years before Sonia did. And uh, come the 19th of this month, we've been married 12 years. Oh, wow. And uh, I wanted to put her through two hunting seasons. I put her through two hunting seasons because I, I know I wanted her to know what my fall was like. And yeah. in November, before we got married in February, I left home November 1. I came home for good Friday after Thanksgiving. 
<laughs> and during that period of time, I was home two days. I just wore some clothes and repacked. I went to Kansas City to draw hunt, and I went to Kansas with my insurance agent. Yeah. Then I went to Illinois. I used to hunt in Illinois a lot, but not anymore. And uh, hunted in Illinois, and my daughter lives in Michigan, asked me what I was going to do Thanksgiving. I said, oh, I don't know. So why don't you come up? So I was halfway there. So yeah. I went on up spent Thanksgiving with my daughter and her family, and, and, and I didn't hunt up there. Then I came home Friday after Thanksgiving. And she was still there. <laughs> yeah, she was, well, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's the key. That's the key. My wife, she said, uh, we were two or three years in, and she said, we dated for about two years, but she said, I knew you hunted a lot. She said, I just didn't quite know. Oh, how much? How, because how, she had to learn, you know, it's like, well, it, you know, it was the gold classic. Well, you killed a deer. Are you done now? No. No. I still we got, got tags. Long, I got a lot of tags. <laughs> And now it's uh, now it's trapping season, and now it's uh, archery season. And now it's this, yeah. and she goes, "Oh my, you know." But uh, I'm I'm blessed that she. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we, I I think my wife maybe later in life will probably want to hunt. Mm-hmm. She'll only shoot a longbow. I've offered to buy her anything mm-hmm. just to get her out in the woods, and she she's weird. She's never killed an animal in her life. Yeah. She goes, "If I'm going to do it, I'm going to use my longbow." Yeah. And uh, but she. My wife's never told me no. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah, goes, if, you, if we've got the money and you've got the time, go for it. You know? when, I, when I went to Alberta, there was a, Tim Donnelly called Scott uh, where he was going. He had bought this hunt at the Pope and Young Banquet, and uh, they had an opening. And he called Scott and, and uh, said, you want to go? I said, no. And Scott said, call Dad. So Tim called me, and, and I hum-hawed around. I thought, yeah, no. And I went back and forth. And finally, Judy said, if you want to go, go. <laughs> so I called him and he said, I'll find out if we still got an opening. And that's how I went to Alberta. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a good wife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, Larry, thank you for, uh, and we actually talked for an hour. I hope you're. Oh, okay. really? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, thanks for your time, Larry. It was awesome. It was a pleasure. It was good. Better than what I thought it'd be. <laughs> I told, I told you it wouldn't be that bad. <laughs>